welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Good evening, everyone. Are y'all having a good day? Good. I am so excited to, not just excited, but honored to get the chance to share with you tonight. Um, In preparing for the service, I really couldn't get off of my heart, basically the message that God has been speaking to my heart for a while. And that is a message of greater intimacy with him and a huge part of that is understanding how he thinks about us how god thinks about you and i and what are his thoughts toward us and so that's what i want to share tonight and um i have been in a really interesting season of life (laughs) um and uh so For those of you who don't know, uh, my year's been really interesting. Uh, In January, my beautiful 22-year-old niece was murdered. A couple of weeks later, my dog, who was my absolute baby, love of my life, died. And four weeks after that, my husband passed away and moved to heaven. So I I only share that because I want you to know that the people who stand up here and have the opportunity to share with you don't come from a place of having no challenges in life right? Um, It's not been the easiest season of life, but God has been faithful. I love that Miss Nikki, that the Holy Spirit led Miss Nikki to share that song tonight. I love that song so much. All my life, you have been faithful. God is faithful, right? He holds us through everything. There's a song that's, it's been on the radio for a while, um, but I just love it. The, is it called Firm Foundation? But it talks about the fact that, you know, my life is founded on Jesus, right? And because of that, you know, things might shake us, but they're not going to move us. They're, we're going to be able to stay standing and keep moving and, and keep going for God, right? And his joy, his goodness, his love, his peace, all those amazing things that he has given us, his forgiveness, all the things that we need in life are still here for us every moment of every single day. So I I wanted to give you that background because I know that a lot of people have been through a lot. This year, this year it seems like a lot of people have been through a lot of things. But um, just over the past couple of years, really, you know, there's people have been through a lot of more shakings than we have really seen in previous times, I think, at least for a really long time. And um, we've had a lot of opportunities to be discouraged. We've had a lot of opportunities for worldly thinking to creep in, for fear to creep in, for anxiety to creep in, and all of those kinds of things. And so I really want you to leave tonight with a fresh perspective. I want you to leave tonight with a perspective of the love of God and a fire in your heart to pursue him, to pursue intimacy with him, to pursue a relationship with Christ. Because we can be saved, we can be filled with the Holy Spirit, and our time with God can still be checking off to-do boxes every day, right? I read my chapter, I did my devotional, I prayed for so long, I did this, I worshiped. It can be checking off boxes. 
but I really want you to consider the posture of your heart today as you approach God, because that's what it is, right? How are we coming into that? Are we coming into it with a, God, you are my father, and I love you, and you love me, and I want nothing more than to spend time with you? Or is it like, if I don't do my devotionals, I am not going to be a nice person for the rest of the day? We all know what that looks like, right? (laughs) So it's really the posture of our heart, and that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, is I want you to have that fresh perspective of what God's thoughts are toward you. Um, God knows the real you. And something that sometimes we forget is that God is completely and totally, crazily, if you will, in love with you. He loves you. And he's not just, not just love you, you know, like we love our brothers and sisters or whatever. He is, what's happening? (laughs) There's a bug. (laughs) Um, He's in love with you. You know, when you're in love with somebody, it takes up all of your thoughts. It takes up all of your, you know, everything, right? Your, your attention, everything. You just continually turn your attention back to that person that you're in love with. And I will prove to you from the word of God tonight that that is how God feels about you, that his attention is ever on you, that his thoughts are ever about you and that he loves you because that perspective is really, really important for us to live a successful life. It's really important for us to be able to be close enough to God to receive from him the goodness that we are supposed to then be giving out to the world, the goodness that we're supposed to be sharing with all the people around us. And the thing that's amazing about God's love is that he's so in love with you today. He is not in love with some future version of you. He's not in love with some cleaned up version of you, some version of you that's no longer you know, doing this or, you know, that's, no, that's got their act together. He's in love with you right now as you are right this moment. He loves you. He is thoroughly in love with you. These are not just scriptures that he writes about the church as a whole. He talks about knowing the number of every hair on your head. He loves you deeply and intimately. And he wants you to know him the same way back. And that's what our time with God is supposed to really give us, right? That intimacy, that deep relationship with God. And if you think that that can't possibly be true, because I know that there's probably people who think that, they think it's not possible that God loves me as I am right now. You don't understand, you know, I've walked away from God or I've messed up time and time and time again. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a praise and worship or pastor was preaching on praise and worship. And in that service, we had a lot of active praise and worship during the time. And in that, I was talking to God And I just said to him, you know what, God, here's what I meant to say for the record, is I meant to say, you know what, I may fall a million times, but the one thing I can actually promise you in this stage of my life is that I won't quit, that I will keep moving forward, and that I won't allow the the negativity and the, the, the emotions that I have gone through in this time to get me to stop. But what actually happened is I said, I may fall a million times, and inside he very clearly and distinctly said, more. <laughs> Because we will, right? And yet he doesn't see those things as things that are 
like off-putting, like get away from me or anything like that. He's thoroughly and completely in love with us as we are today. Does it mean he loves everything that we do? Does it mean that he loves the things that we do that hurt us or hurt other people? Of course not, but he is in love with you as you are right now. And you know, you may think that, you know, you don't understand my fails, you don't, you don't understand my sins, you don't understand what I've been through. But the thing is, is that the scriptures that we will go over tonight talk about the trueness of God's love toward us. And we have to be humble, right? And true humility is not thinking of ourselves lowly. True humility is bowing to the word and the knowledge of God and saying this is truer than anything that I feel, anything I think, anything I experience. That is humility. Pride is when we think we know better than God, right? <laughs> humility is when we recognize that God knows better than we do. So we have to be prepared to take his word and say, this is true, no matter what I think, no matter what I feel. And whatever the is en enemy is telling us, know that it's not true. Know that what is true is what God says about you. So... God loves you. God delights in you. You are the apple of his eye, right? And uh, he so desires to draw closer to you. He so desires for you to draw closer to him. And he so desires for you to welcome him into those places in your life that you have kept him from. Those things in your life that are saying, you know, these are the things that I struggle with. These are the things that are difficult for me or that hold me down. Those are the areas God wants you to invite him into because he wants to help you in those areas. He wants to hold you up. He wants your strength in those areas to be his strength, not just your own human feeble strength. He wants to help you. So you have to invite him into those hidden places, right? So let's spend some time getting to know about God and what he thinks about you. So we are going to, I'm going to spend the entire night in the Passion Translation, because the whole point of what I'm talking to you about now is the passion, the love that God feels about you. So it makes sense. And I'm, I really like the Passion Translation, by the way. <laughs> it makes sense that we would talk about the Passion Translation. And you look these scriptures up by far, by, by all means, in whatever translation that you like, but um, they all mean the same thing. It's just the way the Passion Translation is worded just really says it with a heart that is different than other translations. And that's why we are going to read out of that tonight. So we're going to start in 1 John verse 4. If you will please turn to that if you would like to. And we are going to be in verse 10, 1 John 4, 10. And it says, this is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love and not ours. He proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrifice, the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. This scripture almost proves out a little bit that God's love for us is a little bit crazy right? He loves us so much that they're up in heaven and they're just having this, you know, conversation about what man has done and how we have fallen. And Jesus is like, you know what? I love them so much that I'm going to fix this for them by sacrificing myself. 
Like, that's kind of crazy, right? Any of you guys ever done anything crazy in the name of love? Crazy. Yeah, a little bit. Some of you. You don't want to raise your hands. That's fine. You probably have. (laughs) So uh, the next scripture we are going to go to is Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And this scripture says, but Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. See, he was in love with you before you ever knew him. So any mistakes that you may have made since then could not possibly tear him away from loving you now. He loves you fully and completely and wholeheartedly. The next one we are going to go is uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. And it says, I know I'm going to go fast, but we don't have a lot of time. It says, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished upon us. He has called us and made, him, made us his very own beloved children. And then in Ephesians chapter two, verse four. So he loves us so much that he decided to adopt us as his children. He's like, you're not just gonna be my creation anymore. You're not just gonna be, you know, this other thing, but I'm gonna adopt you into my family. You're gonna be my very children. That's pretty amazing. In Ephesians chapter two, verse four, it says, but God still loved us with such a great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. Praise God. Ephesians chapter three, verse 13. Nope, Ephesians chapter three, verse 19 We're going to read a couple more of these, and then we're going to get into one of my favorite passages of scripture and read almost all of it. It says, how deeply and intimately and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. And the last one we'll go to for a second is in uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 5. This might be my favorite of the ones we just read. And it says, and this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Isn't that beautiful? We can experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts because of the Holy Spirit. See, when you're in love with somebody, your tapestries begun, begin to become knitted together, right? Weaved together, whatever the proper term is. And that's exactly what God did. We like to use the term that the Holy Spirit came to live in our hearts, but that's not actually what happened. What really happened is the Holy Spirit completely and forever joined himself to our spirit and said, I forever want to make my home in you. I want to live with you. I love you. The Holy Spirit is amazing. So the, the next part we're going to read, um, almost the whole chapter, we're going to go to Psalm chapter 139. Psalm chapter 139. This is King David 
writing about how God knows everything about him. It's interesting to think about though, right? How did King David know these things? As we read this, I think it's interesting to kind of keep that on your mind. How did King David know what God thought about him? It's because he spent time with him, because God spoke to him, right? As we spend time with God, he speaks to us. He tells us how much he loves us. He reveals scriptures to us. He reveals his thoughts and the intents of his heart to, intent of his heart to us. So in chapter, or in 139, verse one, it says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you are there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you are there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you are there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It is impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me, for your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There is no difference between the two. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. That includes you. Marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in this secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created, to me, created me to be before I even became me. Before I'd even seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Think about this. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you are still with me. And then he goes on to talk about his enemies. We'll skip down to verse 23. It says, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all of my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain that I am walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. That should be our prayer regularly. Whatever ways that I may have that I am not walking with you, Lord, bring me back to your ways, your path. Bring me back to that relationship with you, to that oneness with you. 
But I love the part of the scripture in 17 and 18 that says, every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. That is beautiful, right? God is literally thinking of you at every moment. How can he do that with all of us? He can because he's God. He's amazing. He's honestly probably so much more amazing than we can ever fathom on this side of heaven. So on the other side, uh, I'm sure that we will be learning forever how amazing that he is. But you are his every thought. He is completely and totally so in love with you, so enwrapped in you that it's you're in his every thought, that he has more desires to see good for you in your life than the grains of sand on the shores of the sea. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? God loves you. When we know how much God loves us, we can trust him. We can step out. We can step out in faith and we can take him at his word. We can take him at his word when it comes to healing, when it comes to, um, when it comes to deliverance, when it comes to anything in our lives where we need him, right? Because we know that he loves us. We know how much he loves us and how good he is and that his thoughts toward us are always good. Always good. Did you know that God has no evil in him? He does not use evil. He is not evil. He has no evil. It does not exist in heaven. There is no evil there, and he doesn't have it. So when we have thoughts of thinking things like, you know, God is punishing me for this, or, you know, whatever that might be, there's no truth in that. You cannot find that in the way that God speaks about you. You can't find that in that way. He loves you. And his desires are always good for you. We, you know, we, we, a lot of times this time of year, tons of graduations, right? Recently, we often talk about Jeremiah, right? For I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Those are God's plans for you. Not plans to give you dreams, to give you hopes, and then to watch you fall on your face and fail. That is not what God is doing. He gives you hopes and dreams because he sees you fulfilling those things. And he puts the word in you to give you the foundation to be able to move forward in what he has for you, to fulfill his high calling for your life. So anything that you may be experiencing in life that is not good, that is not love, that's the enemy. If it's bringing fear and doubt and discouragement, if it is telling you that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy, that you're never gonna get it, you're never gonna get it right, that you know, you're always gonna be making these same mistakes, that's the enemy. Those are his thoughts. And you have the choice in your life as to whether or not you wanna take those as your own thoughts, right? The last scripture that I wanna tell you, that I, that I wanna read is Song of Songs chapter 2 verse 1 which is just one more way for God to tell you how much he loves you and it says this is uh, the Shulamite woman speaking um, and so this is a basically like a poetry between Jesus and us and we are represented by the Shulamite the shepherd king is represented uh, or Jesus is represented by the shepherd king 
but it says, this is a Shulamite speaking. So this is us speaking to Jesus. And it says, I am truly his rose, the very theme of his song. I am overshadowed by his love growing in the valley. You are the very theme of God's song. The Bible says more than once that he sings over you. That's amazing to think, isn't it? He loves you so much. He rejoices in you. He sings over you. He sings about how much, we lo- how much he loves you. That's amazing. We sing about how much we love him, and he sings about how much he loves us. God is so good. He is so wonderful. So I want to, we're going to get to praying here in just a minute, but I want to encourage you that we are world changers. That is our job. Our job is to build the kingdom of God. Our job is to go out and change this world and show people the true Jesus, right? But the only way that we can really do that is if we know the true Jesus and not just a checklist of things that we did to call ourselves a Christian, but that we seek him with our hearts and we pursue his face, right? Praise God. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the donate tab. 